Welcome to the 25th episode of Forward Talks, a podcast by Goombook about moving towards sustainability in our region and beyond. I'm Tatiana Antonelli. Our guest today launched a company not just to solve a serious chemical problem, but also to educate people and customers about the dangers of what is known as dry cleaning. Elham Al-Kassim started out her career in corporate finance until about 2010, when she decided to ski to the North Pole and became the first Arab woman to do so. It's a really inspiring story, and you can hear all about it on another podcast that she was a guest on, called The Way We Leave. You'll find a link in our show notes. As Elham was looking for her next venture, she started considering business opportunities and investment with the mission of leaving the world a better place. And this led her to found the Natural Laundry Company in 2017. I love reading. I'm a, I'm a big learner. And typically what I read about has different phases. So I would have a phase where it's all about outdoor adventure, a different phase where it's all about food. So there's always phases on what I'm reading. Um, but one thing that is common is um, uh, since I became a mother, my eldest son, uh, he's seven years old, was born with a lot of allergies and sensitivities. And so I've always been on the lookout for anything that reduces the amount of toxins or allergens in our everyday life. And the more I unpeeled this topic, the more I found that it's almost scary that they're everywhere and, and things that we don't think about, things that we use every day. And we don't even think that this is toxic. You know, we're all worried about organic food, but it's what about everything else that we're exposed to? And so um, I saw this article and it, it uh, immediately triggered my attention. And the article was about dry cleaning and the toxic nature of dry cleaning. And the more I unpicked this topic, the more I learned um, how dry cleaning is actually horrible from every perspective, be it for the user, for the person that operates the dry cleaning facility, for mm -hmm. the environment where the waste material is dumped, um, where it seeps into the soil, for the garment itself where the, the petrochemical-based solvent actually accelerates the damage or the wear and tear of the garment itself, and you're sending your most delicate items in for dry cleaning. And so I just thought, this is not right. It's not right that there are fumes coming out of stuff that are hanging in the closet in my son's room. It's not right that it's hurting the environment around it. And it's not right that, you know, just because this is a basic need, people will always need to dry clean, right? So just because it's a basic need, the industry has not been pushed to reform and, let's say, leverage technology, have the disruption of technology to do things in a better way, more efficient way, with less footprint and better outcomes for the customer, both in terms of their health and their clothes. So it didn't make sense to me. And then I started researching what the options were. I found wet cleaning as probably one of the top two options of alternatives to dry cleaning. And then I went about looking for a laundry in Dubai that does it, and I couldn't find any. And that's where I think it all comes together. You know, there are dots that connect you in life, loving the investment role, but always wondering what, should, what if I went out at myself, what would it be like? Refining over the years a view that if I ever invest in anything, it needs to be conscious. It needs to be aware of the environment in which it exists. And I need to have the comfort of knowing that, you know, it's not abusing or taking from that for personal or profitable gain. 
And finally, having a son with all those sensitivities that brought me to a point where it just made absolute sense to do this if it wasn't available in the UAE. It's incredible how you touched upon very interesting points and very true points. In the UAE, we, we sometimes complain because we don't have something, but somehow we need to look at that as a need. And it's incredible because there are so many opportunities for new businesses and startups and ventures depending on those needs. And um, I have friends uh, that also launched their businesses because their children had problems. It's, it's interesting how allergies here are very common. Um, the dry cleaning, the paint we use in the walls, what the furniture is made of, um, and the cleaning products. And some of them are the worst. And uh, this friend actually stopped using a very famous detergent and started using vinegar all the allergies of her son disappeared overnight just because of one chemical uh, product. So tell us more about dry cleaning and, and because I think awareness and education are so important for people to make the right choice. What, what is it that can harm uh, nature and our health? Um, so let's start with uh, the actual component. Most people believe that when they send their delicates to a dry cleaner, somehow magically the clothes are cleaned in a dry process because it's called dry cleaning. But dry cleaning is the greatest misnomer there ever was because the clothes are actually fully soaked in a liquid solvent. And the liquid solvent is called PERC. And PERC is a solvent that's produced out of a byproduct of petrochemical. And um, the thing, the only thing is it's in a... So it's soaked in this, which is a very good solvent for dirt. So it will help the dirt to sort of come out of the cloth. But then what happens next is the clothes are then placed in the dry cleaning machine, and that sort of sucks as much as possible of the perk out of the clothes, but never all of it. And that's what effectively what a dry cleaning process is. Let's say you send a business shirt or a silk shirt. You may not know, but they take all the buttons off before they put it in the dry cleaning machine because... The perk solvent will cause the plastic to dissolve. That's how strong it is. No. Yes. And so, so you couldn't put a beaded item in, in, a, in a machine. And quite often when you send something very delicate, the dry cleaner would just spot clean the stain and then steam the rest and never wash it because you can't actually put um, anything plastic-based in a dry cleaning machine. So it just goes to show that it's a very harsh process. That's what the process is. So then what happens? Um, the byproduct of this is considered hazardous, and it's typically removed and dumped somewhere far. Globally, there has been extensive leakage of that hazardous waste into soil, contaminating the soil in which we grow our food. Yeah. It's very, very upsetting to know that not only is this used, but the adequate controls are not in place to ensure you know, humans are not affected by the byproduct. Um, furthermore, after many studies, more than one agency, including the U.S. EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, have, have conclusive studies to prove that uh, the petrochemical-based products such as PERC um, cause liver damage, liver cancer, kidney damage. Um, is, traces of it are found in breast milk of breastfeeding mothers, um, breathing issues, um, brain damage. So the amount of medical effects are extensive, going from a little to uh, life-threatening, depending on how bad the exposure is. 
So, for example, the worst exposure would be in, in, a bu in a building that has a dry cleaner underneath it where there's a dry cleaning machine. The people living in that building are probably terribly exposed. Nowadays, most developed countries, United States, France, Canada, would not allow dry cleaning to be in a residential area. And they've required the dry cleaners to be outside of the city. And the most advanced of them, California and France, for example, have completely banned, they've put a date to ban any more installations of any new dry cleaning machines. I think it's post-2024. And so this just goes to show people know, but the industry is hesitating to do the investment to go for a better alternative. Typically, they rely on an assumption that a better alternative doesn't exist. They assume the customer would believe that a better alternative doesn't exist, but it does. The only difference is it's obviously far more expensive in terms of the capital investment required. Um, if they're not pressed to make that change, why would they? I, I built a natural laundry company with uh, a, a very clear set of philosophies. One of them is it's too hard for busy, uh, double-income household parents and working mm -hmm. professionals and people who care about the environment but have other jobs too to sit and do the research on every single topic that matters to them. And so one philosophy that we hold is that it's our job to always to work with the best possible solution that is safe for our clients. And it means it's always our job to continue to educate ourselves and, and understand what technologies are out there that could be even better than what we have today and invest in those. We take that same approach with, for example, um, uh, our future product lines. One that is important to me personally is you know, curating well the best alternatives for in-home uh, yeah. laundry detergents, right? So it's a massive, it's like, it's like cow's milk, you know, the whole ad campaign that you need milk, it's good for you. Yes. So for me, dry cleaning is a little bit of that. Most things you send to the dry cleaner could be washed at home. Okay. But you just need to know how and you need to have the right products at home to do it well. So part of my mission on phase two is, you know, send us what you are worried about doing at home. But by the way, I will go out there and find for you what the best products are that are safe, that, have, that we've tested, that we know remove stains, that would work with wool or with silk or otherwise, anything that you wish to use at home. So I think this is the philosophy. The core philosophy is we're going to use technology, going to make it easier to do laundry. We're going to make it affordable. So it's not something, the safe option is not something that's reserved for the highest earning household. It's for every household that needs to do dry cleaning. Um, we, You can trust us. We're not saying we're perfect, but we're saying we're people like you and your friends who care about these things and just don't have time. Um, and we'll always be in a, in a process of continuous improvement to... Uh, always find good solutions for everything that it, that we're exposed to in our everyday life in the household that um, that we may or may not realize has an impact on the quality of our life and our health and, and longevity of our life. So how does that work? What do you use that is not harmful? Is it a secret uh, recipe or? <laughs> so I think for the the in-house business, uh, we use a biodegradable solvent, and there are indeed a few on the market. Um, we uh, pick the one that we think is the best in terms of the ability of the product to actually get stains out and, and clean 
um, uh, clean your clothes and make sure that there's no odor at all once it's clean. And for context, so our biodegradable solvents are safer for, your, for you and for the environment than aerial or Tide. For the in-home service, so we do two things. We haven't launched the in-home service yet. Um, but what we're doing is, one, experimenting with our own homemade recipes, all natural ingredients. And if, we, if I feel confident that we could get that right, I would offer that, because why not? And if not, our approach is, you know, we will never be a distributor of a product, but we'll, we will be an independent curator with no personal uh, motivation to promote one product over another. There are a lot of products out there. And um, putting the price aside, which one actually works, and, you know, just going through the ingredients list and, you know, comparing them and understanding a lot of stuff is labeled eco, but you're not really sure how eco it is. So that's the work that we do on the, on the in-home stuff. So you definitely act as a responsible business that cares for the different aspects and also for their customers. Online, there are different groups in the UAE that are, you know, um, creating awareness about zero waste and, and single-use plastic reduction. And I see that one of the topics they focus a lot on is in the laundry industry, when they give you back your clothes uh, that are clean, they usually put it in a plastic bag. Is it something that you found a solution for? You're working towards it. What do you do? We absolutely do not send anything in plastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we. So I think at the heart of it, this business was created because it was, for, for me, the right thing to do. And so we don't cut corners like going for the cheapest solution of how to deliver something. I'm sure competitors will look at it and say, how can you afford that solution? For me, it's not how can I afford it. it the, the ethos is always, how would I like to receive my garments? And so that's the way that we serve our clients. So when it comes to clothes that are hung up, we return them in recycled and recyclable non-woven covers. Really? Yes. And those covers are yours to keep if you like them. And if you don't need them and they're taking space, we take them back, steam them, sanitize them, and reuse them. So things always arrive safe, and you're not worried about throwing out plastic. And we feel this works in a bit more, much more circular manner, right? So the client makes the choice whether they want to keep it or not. We also do not use wire hangers. Oh, good. They're horrible. They're bad for the clothes. Um, it's just, again, another industry that pollutes in production. We use velvet hangers. I need to start coming yeah. to you. <laughs> we also, you know, those are hangers that we would sell also, but we actually use them out of choice when we deliver our products because we just don't think it's right. I mean, who has the time that when you get your dry cleaning to sit and change the hangers, then three months later when you take something out, you see the shoulders are damaged from the wire line. I don't believe that's caring for a garment. I believe caring for a garment is returning it in a way that is convenient and safe and easy for the client. So we don't do any, any of that. We don't cut corners. Um, when items are folded, we wrap them in paper, so recyclable paper, and we return them in um, baskets, like woven baskets. Really? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, the, on rare occasion, if a client asks for something in plastic, because of however they're going to travel, we have that option, but that's not how we normally return things. So what has been the reaction of 
customers at the beginning? Did they even come inside to, or were they afraid? How did you create that awareness with your audience? So a couple of things. Number one, our entire process is in our boutique on Jumeirah Beach Road. So there's no hidden plant in an uh, industrial area where you don't know what's going on, you don't know how sanitary or clean it is. Uh, for a number of reasons. One, we are transparent, so we it's very easy for you to see how your garments are treated. Uh, number two, a big part of our ethos is you know you how you treat your staff is the same as how you treat your clients, and so you know for me if I want to trust a business but they're not treating their staff well, I can't trust that business, and so it's a very transparent, open space, and it's two way. My staff love seeing the clients. They love to giving them a tour and explaining how they do what they do. Um, and so we've been very careful in recruitment to make sure that everyone puts the customer first, everyone actually feels motivated about what they're doing, um, and we don't cut corners so that they don't cut corners as well. So um, that's on the, on the location. It also allows us to be very responsive. So we have clients that will come in and say, I spilled something on my jackets, can you wash it right now? And so we offer an, an immediate turnaround service as well, as well as a same-day service. So if you urgently need something, you realize in the morning you're going skiing and your flight is tomorrow, and when you took your ski clothes out to pack, you see an old stain. This is a call to action to everyone yes. packing for the next holiday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we absolutely do offer that service. If you give it to us in the morning, we'll return it by the evening. Otherwise, we have the normal next day service as well. So that location offers both transparency two-way, because I feel like my staff love to be motivated as well, um, but also convenience for the customer. And when we first opened, I mean, we had clients who care about this. They just care. So we find our clients to be quite sticky. Um, and, um, you know, they would call in and say, we'd like to bring our kids because we want our kids to see how everything works naturally and it's possible in life so we've, we've seen everything from that to you know simple corporate clients that have no time but they just want to know that it's done properly and they like the experience so in the past we've sent uh, lavender pouches in with the laundry um, we're currently looking at other options where we send completely organic really high quality essential oil scented pouches so we're looking at all these different options of how to even scent safely because of course uh, a natural scenting again is an allergen right and so of course so we look at all of these options how to make the experience overall pleasurable i want that when the client gets their garments it's something that feels like when their grandmother did their laundry and it's safe and i trust you and everything smells good and there's no strange chemical smell that's that's the objective really Now, going back to your uh, roots as, you know, an investor and trying to grow businesses and merge businesses, how do you see your business growing here in Dubai, in the UAE, or even the region? This is the most exciting part for me. Um, you know, in my dream world, I could be doing this full time and growing it at a furious pace, but <laughs> I do still also work. So um, I've had to pace myself. Um, my aspiration is to make this business accessible across the UAE for anyone who wants. So 
for example, we haven't launched officially in Abu Dhabi, but we get a lot of people that say, I just, I just want a natural service. It's important for me. And we deliver for them. And probably sometimes the delivery costs us more than the, the laundry. But we would still do it because we want that client to feel like they have a reliable option. And we know eventually we'll be in Abu Dhabi. So definitely we want to be across the UAE with a core uh, wet cleaning business. But we have so many additional lines coming. Um, our objective is to get the laundry well established in the UAE and then introduce all these complementary businesses or service offerings for our customer that make perfect sense. And then, you know, they don't need to worry about because they already have um, someone they trust to go off and figure out what works best and offer it to them. For example, we're currently looking at launching a um, biannual spring cleaning service. Oh. And so we would then offer a service to come in, reorganize the closet, and do the spring clean as well, fold things properly, organize things properly. Um, and if things need cleaned, it'll be batch cleaned and returned and reorganized in the right way with obviously all the line drawer liners and the baskets and everything coming with the service. So, oh. you know, services like that that are just homey and they feel right and they complement um the overall experience of having your laundry thing work for you. It's easy to use the app. I mean, every it's like an Uber. You just go in, you say, come pick up my stuff. You put your credit card details. Everything happens. You don't need to leave money. No driver calls you and says, I'm lost. It's all by GPS. Would you see this applied to, for example, hospitality? I mean, we're in a country where you have so many hotels. How m we're, wash we're washing so much in terms of towels and, you know, bed sheets. Is it viable financially? Absolutely. Look, I think there is um, machines that are big enough to be able to serve the hospitality industry without it being too expensive. Today, our, our machines and our solvents are far more expensive than a traditional dry cleaner, maybe 10x more expensive. But we absorb that cost because we care. Now, uh, a hospitality and industry, and we have been in discussions um, with some, the boutique hotels, tailored, they love very it. Much tailored they're also ready to have a slightly higher cost base for a much better impact on the environment. Let's say something that their client also understands. Um, nevertheless, even for the mo more cost-conscious ones, you could have traditional machines. There are plenty of biodegradable solvents that are just good enough for towels and bed sheets, and would have much safer impact on the customers and on the environment. So I think that's absolutely something to consider. You know, we, we even offer services where we tell hotels we can come in and actually do the fit out of your laundry in-house and we'll run it for you as well, just because we can. And it's such a huge um, responsibility on this part of the world, given how many hotels we have. No, definitely. And I think it ties very well with the... Um, sustainable tourism strategy that Dubai is uh, has launched and now mm -hmm. is really implementing with hotels. And and uh, it's not only about being in an eco-friendly uh, resort, but it's about, you know, all the details of hospitality. And mm -hmm. um, laundry has a huge impact, as you said, in terms of the chemicals we use, but also the water. Mm -hmm. There's another question I have for you. Here, Diwa is very... Uh, mindful about the water they provide as a service and they make us being either very good citizens or you know 
or we go into the red line when we start consuming too much. I know that this has been applied to businesses as well. And somehow, if when you start consuming a lot of water, it becomes more expensive. Mm -hmm. In your line of business, having biodegradable products, does that help with the consumption of water? So I think the most important thing is that our water is gray water. It can be reused. It doesn't need to be thrown away. And do you have any support in that sense, for example, from the government? I would love if the government allowed us to capture it and reuse it. That would be my dream. But I even if I don't, they can. They so can. if the government is willing to have a gray water program, the water that we use is completely safe to be, to be used for irrigation once it's been processed. So definitely it's uh, something, that there's a seed there. Today, we, the machines we use, we have used somewhere between 30 and 70% less energy because they're modern machines and they're new. And so we feel very good on the energy side. On the water side, we think there's even more upside. So we have to use water, of course. But um, the, our product is certified by the municipality for being, as I mentioned, safer, safer than even in-home detergents. Um, and so it's very easy to filter it out and reuse the water if, if the government wanted to do so. Great. So we have a call to action again. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We love hearing stories like Elham's and the fact that more companies like hers are making sure that while they think about profits, they also put people and planet first. I'd like to take a minute to thank you all for listening to Forward Talks this year. We've really enjoyed bringing these episodes to you and hearing your feedback. Please keep them coming. We'll see you in January 2020. So until then, have a happy new year.